This is a HeadGum Podcast. Um, Tanner, uh, the, uh, the disease did destroy the past, didn't it? A, ba- a bad disease from the monkeys, didn't it? Yes. And, yeah. um, it's, it's actually funny you say that, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm actually the, uh, silent film French version called Le Jeté. Oh, God. <laughs> that inspired. Okay. Uh, the intro that you are <laughs> discussing today. Okay, all right. And did you go to film school? Mm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just like Bruce Willis, so I'm sorry <laughs> I'm not up to your level. It's a uh, much more uh, how you say impenetrable. <laughs> Does it have monkeys in it? No. <laughs> okay. Does Bruce Willis eat a bug? No. Well, then I'm not interested. But what it does have is, uh, uh, how you say, Adobe B. <laughs> that is how you say it. Yes. Um, well, either way, as uh, anybody who lives in this dystopian future with us, uh, whether it's black and white and in France, or in color and with Bruce Willis and in good old America, um, yeah. you know that... Uh, bad virus from monkeys did destroy the planet and we all live underground and only or, or yeah or and or it was yeah nuclear war nuclear war did it yes and they've got to send us back don't they tanner they pulled all their resources and they decided that they're gonna send regular me and regular french you mm, see uh, we back to the past to try and fix it and stop the nuclear war. We are trying to go back before World War Three. It yeah. is post-apocalyptic Paris. Yeah, send us a subject to different time periods to call past and future to the <laughs> present. Yes, and um, the reason that they send us back is because uh, we might learn something in present day. By which I mean, here's a question for you, okay. Jack. How much of 12 Monkeys do you remember? Because um, I don't remember any of La Jete. Bruce Willis eats a bug. That's it? Um, yeah, I remember it. And, Bra- and uh, Brad Pitt's in it. And he's, uh, you know, he's a... Uh, he's, he's like the... Kind of manic. Yeah. I remember liking it a lot, 12 Monkeys. It's Monkey. a good movie. I remember, and I remember seeing La Jete and was like, ooh. Ooh. This ooh is la good la. Too. Yeah. Ooh la la. Uh, you're a regular Shannon Kilborn with your command of French. We uh, we. Oui, oui. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason we've been sent back is because a long time ago, Anne and Martin did a series called The Portrait Collection about the girls in the Babysitters Club as babies, and oui. she wanted us to go back and learn about them as babies, and that's oui. why the, the time travel thing happened. And now we're reading the reader's request, and it doesn't make sense, does it? No. But we're still going back because we're like Quantum Leap, and we're trapped in a loop of kind of time travel adjacent scenarios, and we've gone back to 1993, oui. uh, where we are adult babies. I think. We, oui, yeah. Yep. And yep. I actually went back to 1962. Okay, great. So you really overshot. French this. left bank yeah. movement. 
<laughs> and what we're doing is we're learning about what happens. We're going to try to save the future by learning about what happens in a book by Anne and Martin. And in this case, the book that we are learning about is called Reader's Request. Number three, Shannon's story. Shannon's story. It, it's a story about Shannon. I ain't no Nola Thacker. Oh, right. It goes like this. And so you wanted to sing a song. Is that what I'm I'm getting from you? Yeah. It's been a while since we've had to sing this particular song, so I can't remember how it goes. It's like two times I've been around that track with my good friend Tanner and my good friend Jack. Yeah, I ain't and I no, ain't no Nola Thacker. Yeah, I ain't no Nola Thacker. Uh, but Nola is, and she did write this. And book, she did write she? this book, and yep. she did a adequate job. Uh, she did a job. job. She did it, and she did the book, and she, she did wrote the, the book. book, and she cashed the fucking check. <laughs> And there's two whole fucking chapters describing a softball game at the end because Nola was like, well. She handed it in and was like, this is supposed to be 16 chapters, Nola. It's 14. And Nola was like, oh, uh, oh, uh, actually, I forgot the other two in my bag. Oh, they fell they fell out here in my bag. <laughs> Ran out into the other room and was like, oh, God, okay, uh, we'll do one about the softball, uh, the first five innings of the softball game. And then, <laughs> oh, shit, Chan's coming. Uh, here's one about the, the next four innings. Oh, and I uh, did you get the file I sent it to you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I oh, think the file corrupt? was corrupted. Oh shit! Well, let me get back to my machine and I'll see if I can find the if I saved it anywhere. I'll get it to you within an hour. Yeah. Um, and she did an adequate job, and we learned something about Shannon, and we learned something about Shannon's mom. And Shannon's mom is not happy, is she, Tanner? She's not a happy person. She's not a happy person, no. She's and it's a, not really a happy sad family. Sad woman, and it's a sad family. And I didn't know that. I I only get a brief glimpse at yeah. Shannon Kilborn when we do see her in these books, and she yeah. always seems busy, engaged, productive, yeah, but happy. Yeah, but happy, and that's not the case. No one's happy no, in this. No one's in happy in the one. Kilborn family. Um, and we're going to learn about it. The way that we do learn about these books, um, and again, I'll remind you that um, the um, the original concept was that we were reading books that was about the Babysitters Club babies, and so we are same guys but baby guys and, and French and French and, 1960s and some left of us are directors, French nineteen sixties left bank directors. And um, it doesn't make as much sense for the reader's request, but we're still doing lullabies, aren't we, to describe the book? We oh, do, do we? The description of the book in the form of a lullaby, don't we? That doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make no sense. Do we need a new concept? Um, well, I did. I did write one to sing. So oh, okay. Um, well, I we thought, may as well just get it out then. Huh? I thought we would do it, and there's been a problem, which is next reader's request book, though. Yeah, we should yeah. think of a. We'll think of a new a new yes. concept. Yes, uh, Wendy Loser's story, I think, is <laughs> coming up next. They're going to go through everyone who's ever babysat. Yeah, I would read the hell out of that. Who was the girl who was, like, friends with Dawn, I think, and Dawn, like, watched her, but she also wanted to be a babysitter? I would read that fucking book. Whitney. You mean Whitney, the girl with Down syndrome, who yes. was Dawn's friend forever, and she was an honorary babysitter, and Not she really be... friends forever. She never came up again after that book. Friends for just one book, and that's what they <laughs> should have said. <laughs> There's so many babysitters who we've gotten just a little, little, just a little... What about those, um, the babysitting agency? Isn't that what Wendy Loser was From the of? truth about Stacy. No, Wendy Loser was Jesse's friend who stepped in and was sometimes late to meetings despite being a good babysitter. Oh, right. And they were like, we can't have this. What about the proto-sitter from Christie's, uh... The ur-sitter from Christie's story. Christie's story, yeah. 
Um, and then there's the babysitting agency who like smoke cigarettes and fuck their boyfriends. Now and, that one, I that read one, a whole fucking series about that. <laughs> the bad babysitters. The bad babysitters. Um, but that's not what we have. We have to we have to mold with the clay that God has given us. Mm, very uh, poetic. Yeah, and by which I mean we have to we have to talk about the book that Nola kind of dashed off in an afternoon. Yeah. Feel the rain on your skin. And by talk about, I mean sing about, and I have written a lullaby. And Tanner, you pointed something out to me last week, and I didn't pay attention to it. But you said, we've run out of lullabies, you said. I did. I said, it turns out there's only five lullabies. <laughs> there's there's uh, Twinkle Twinkle, and there's uh, the Brahms lullaby, and then there's Rockabye Baby, and that's it. And there's Hush Little Baby, and that's it. And then you've run out. But guess what? I didn't care about it because it was your problem and then this week it was my problem and i remembered that we have not run out of lullabies because we were looking as we are wont to do in the past and the modern era has one great lullaby does it not tanner it has one of the greatest lullabies ever written and i found the modern lullaby and the only one and it's the best lullaby and that's what i'm gonna is do is it dave matthews band satellite no that's no it's not that Okay. It's a lullaby. Um, and so... What? Everything okay. is gonna be alright. Is it that one? That. No, it's not that. Okay. Uh, rockabye. 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 Uh, I should have done that one. <laughs> that is. That is Okay, so there are two. <laughs> that would have been good too. And it's not that. Um, it is a beautiful song that is gonna lull your babies to sleep. And this is the time in the podcast where if you have a baby or if you know a baby or if you have recently seen a baby, go back to that baby. Walk up to the bars of their cage. Push thrust this podcast through the bars and say, y'all ready to get lulled? Y'all ready to get lulled? My wife is texting me. Okay. Right now. She's in California this week. Okay. I'm here on solo dad duty, by which I mean I'm here and my mom is with me helping take care of my son. Mm-hmm. because my wife was going to go out of town. My mom was in town last week, and she heard that my wife was going to go out of town and said, oh, no, I'm I'm moving my plane ticket. Oh, right, yes, because no and one trusts you to look after the boy by yourself. you to help you watch the boy. Mm-hmm. And my wife is texting, and she just said, the work I'm doing here in California is done for the day. How are you? And I said, I'm doing well. Glad your work went well. Jack and I are recording. And she said, great, let me know if you need a green world or anything. So now what I'm wondering is if there's a Dar song (laughs) that maybe qualifies as a lullaby. And do you want to get her in here? And then we probably need to explain to this audience. Yeah, so um, about 90% of our audience doesn't subscribe to the Little Sister little episode. This is going to get them hooked. This is going to hook them. On our Patreon. On our Patreon show, bit.ly slash BSCC podcast, it's a show about the Little Sister books, Mm -hmm. but there is a very, very popular, maybe even more popular than than the host Mm -hmm. vehicle, Mm -hmm. podcast within a podcast. Called An Outcome the Green World. And it's about Rancid and Dar Williams- Rancid the band and Dar Williams the performer. Mm-hmm. And it's hosted by Jamie Greenring and Sarah Morgan, Jack's wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're in it sometimes. I, I think we, we're there to just kind of like give someone a, a totem to hold on to. Yeah. So they're not totally lost. But yeah. <laughs> it's and, really Jamie and Sarah's show. And it's better than anything we've ever done. And uh, uh, that's a great reason to subscribe 
to our Patreon, but that's not why we're here, is it, Tanner? No. It's for me to sing. Yes. And it's my time to shine. Yes. Isn't it? And it's my yes. time to shine. And I did yes. write a lullaby, and I'd like to describe this book in the form of a lullaby. Okay. It's a really beautiful song. It's a modern lullaby. And it, it, this is now, again, if you didn't hold the podcast up to your like baby's crib, now is the time, really is the time to do it, um, because I'm going to lull them to sleep by describing this book in song. Okay. Mom, just go. You are the worst. You're driving me mad again. I am so far from you. Moving on, just what my love turned slowly into hate. Your life is meaningless, you know. And I was looking forward to my trip abroad. But you're a chaperone, so I'll be staying home this time. I failed French so I could stay. Things are better off this way. So long and good night. So long now, good night. Dad forgot. What made him fall in love with you again? We are the family you deserve. Play golf on Mother's Day. And so your heart did break. And we all turned away. While you leave for France tonight. I felt French so I could stay Things are better off this way So long and good night So long now, good night Mom, if things carry on this way You will lose your family So long and good night So long now, good night I guess here's my concern. You got you have a concern. Here's my concern. And the, the babies are sleeping. I think babies might be sleeping. It's a pretty aggressive song, and that's part of my concern. Okay, I'm not here to tell you how to parent. Okay, do you sing that to Cyril every night before yes, bed? So long and good night. It's a beautiful. <laughs> it's a beautiful lullaby. Yeah, it's a beautiful. <laughs> It's um, lovely. I think it's called Helena. Uh-huh. It's by My Chemical Romance. Yeah, it's by those great lullaby scientists. <laughs> I also think it's like you could have done everything is going to be all right. Lullaby. <laughs> you could have done the um, Raindrops on Roses song. From, Did you uh, not feel lulled? No. It's so long and good night. I, I thought it was good. Yeah, I think you did a good job. The plot of this book, all that stuff yeah. about it's better if I stay while you go to France. That's what this right. book is about. Yeah. So I guess that's two ways this episode was like a little sister big episode. <laughs> yeah, Patreon show. If you're wondering we why sing the descriptions there too. Yeah. 
<laughs> we seem to jump so seamlessly into parody songs. It's because we've been doing it for like 52 weeks now. <laughs> um, and we have done uh, the other MCR song on our Patreon. Please do subscribe. Yeah, one of the other ones. They have a lot of hits. Yep. And um, But that did lull the babies to sleep, and it did perfectly describe this book. But why don't you? It did perfectly describe the books. I think I can maybe fill in a few more gaps, Jack. Okay. Great. And we'll do it in 60 seconds, right? Okay. And what do I do? I do, do I, what do I do? Do I just time it? I'll just time it. Can I just time it? That doesn't sound right. Okay. What do you do? Normally I just time it because I want to listen to what you say. It takes 60 seconds. Keto bread. <laughs> <laughs> what takes 60 seconds? To do. Can, do you have a bug, Hanny? Can you eat a bug? Oh, you're vegan. Fuck. I've got a site that says 61 things you can do in 60 seconds. It's on the site called Bama Hammer, which sounds problematic. <laughs> uh, drink a glass of water. Okay. That doesn't seem nice. Take 10 deep breaths. That, sound, that actually sounds pretty calming. Restorative. Sw- swivel your hips? Do that. <laughs> Tell a joke. No, I want some 60 jumping jacks. Okay, yeah. Okay, do you want me to do 60 jumping jacks? Get up and give me 60. Okay, I'm going to do 60 jumping jacks, and then while you describe this novel. And yeah. That's perfect. And thank you to Bammer Hammer. If you ever want to check this out, it's a, it's a Don't article written by send people to Bama Hammer. Matt Blake <laughs> in uh, 2014, a timeless article called 61 Things You Can Do in 60 Seconds is under the... Um, the um, what vertical? Vertical Alabama Crimson Tide News. Okay. And uh, it seems like Matt uh, Blake had already run out of content ideas about five years ago. <laughs> but here I am. And uh, so I'm going to do 60 jumping jacks. What's his latest byline? Let's see what on Matt Bam Blake Hammer. is up to now on Bama Hammer. So that was five years ago. And his latest byline is called... The Chink in Alabama's Armor, and it was written five years ago. So I don't think okay, so I don't think Matt on. lasted much longer than the yeah. 61 things. They're like, what does this have to do with the Crimson Tide? <laughs> All right, get, get up and give me 60. I'm going to give you 60, but I want to keep listening. So In five, four, three, two, one. Okay, and so Shannon is – is that your form? Is that your form? Is that your form when you do – Is that your form when you do head – Eight, uh, nine. Ten. Shannon is doing um, lots of schoolwork. She's overachieving as always. She's an astronomy club and French club. And if she gets good grades in French club, she gets to go to France during the first week of uh, summer break. At home, she's being sort of like uh, micromanaged by her mom. Her mom's constantly nitpicking at her and all of her sisters, and her sisters are pulling away too. One of her sisters is always at swim practice, and one is always in her garden. Her dad is never around, and uh, it's because her mom is lonely. So uh, Shannon intentionally fails a French quiz so she can't go to France because her mom is going to be a chaperone, and she wants to spend time away from her mom. And the B-plot is that Christy is hosting a Mother's Day softball game. Oh, God, that's exhausting. Was that really 60? Yeah, 60. You didn't do a good job. Your form was awful. Well, I got my headphones on. At about, I... at about 20 jumping jacks in, first of all, the first 20 jumping jacks, his his arms were just kind of like, he was like pumping his fists more than raising them up and down. And then after 20 jumping jacks, he just stopped doing that. And he was just jumping. I care about the audio. And I guess you are our jack, right? So 
Yeah, exactly. Thank you. That's any the thing. sort of jumping you do is a jumping jack. And so I, it turns out I wasn't able to pay attention to what you were saying while I was doing exercises. Well, I got it all in. Um, and so did you say about um, the um, the spice stuff? The spice stuff? No, the spy stuff. The spy stuff. I don't think I got to the it. Assassin. Shannon is a, a trained CIA assassin yeah. going on one last mission. You didn't see no. get. What well, what the fuck did we you read you read the book? I read. I think I read. I read. I I know I read. I read the whole thing. You read a time to kill Borden. I mean Shannon's story. Shannon's story. Reader request number three. Shannon's, Shannon's story, story, where we finally learn about, as you know, and as we've talked about many times, Shannon's secret. The reason that she's never available to babysit is because she's a uh, American trained assassin. Right. And this book finally gave us what we promised and what we deserved, the backstory of that and uh, her last mission. And he missed it. I don't think I and caught any of it. Can yeah, you well, elaborate? It's, sure. It's, it's, it's hidden in there. Okay. Here's what I was able to get from Nola. She left a, a number of clues for anyone who's fucking looking for it in the book. Okay. Um, and I can back this all up with text, but basically the subplot of the book we see this sort of family drama play out, which is kind of brilliant of Nola. And she does have the family drama intersect with the assassin stuff. But the assassin plot of the book, if you are a deep reader, is Shannon goes to an assassin school. It's school for girl assassins. Mm-hmm. Um, SDS. I think it's Shannon's, Shannon's death school or something like that, but I don't know. Or like the school for daughters of... The secret death society or school for daughters of... of uh, the scythe uh, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, school for daughters of the scythe. That is exactly what it is. Which is what these girl assassins are called, and the scythe is supposed to like make you think of the Grim Reaper. Right, yeah. And it's actually very scary, school for daughters of the scythe. And the main plot of this book is that she has been selected with an elite group of assassins from SDS to go on a trip to assassinate French President François Mitterrand. Okay, and that was the... the The French president in 93. And that's why there's a passage you'll remember when there's like a Mother's Day and Shannon, her dad and sisters are not being that good to their mom and she says m day a bad day it didn't start out that way and m day is that what they call the mission uh mission day yeah no Mitterrand. uh Mitterrand day and so m day is the day that it was supposed to happen but it failed but she wasn't in france right but guess who was her mom oh yes and guess her what? It runs was, in the family, and it and does it run in the family. family. And that's where she was learning. Her mom would probably have to learn some conversational French before she went over, don't you think? Oh, I'm sure she knew it. She went through the same training. She was a daughter of the side before Shannon. You think so? You think she, maybe she took a like a quiz or something in order to learn from some conversational French? <laughs> <laughs> I I would think that. If so, it brings me to my f- the first segment of the night. Okay, Jack. all right, fine. Great, let's hear it. I am Le Edel- Baby, how do you say baby in French? Bebe. How do you, I am? How do you say adult? There's a, a classic French pop song from the '90s that was by like a three or four year old, and it was called "It's Hard to Be a Baby," and it's called "C'est dur dur de être bébé," and we will play a clip now. And it's a great song. 
And that's how you know that it's bébé. Je suis adulte bébé. Tenor. Tenor. De la jetée. Uh, de la jetée. Um, oh, and what we do in these is we do a quiz, don't we? We do a quiz, yes. And it's the the Babysitter's Club baby baby quiz of the week, but we do a quiz to see something. What, what quiz did you prepare for us? Uh, oui, oui. Uh, bonsoir, étudiants. Okay. Oh, uh, I am your instructor, uh, <laughs> French tanner. Uh, I am to understand that you are all uh, lonesome mothers traveling to France, mm-hmm. searching for companionship with your 13-year-old daughters. And or to assassinate the French president, François Mitterrand. Oui, oui. I am here to teach you some uh, conversational French. Okay. In the, in, the, in the form of a quiz. Uh, oui. I am going to give you some French phrases and okay. you translate them. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. This is... Uh, un, deux, trois, quatre... Painful to hit listen to. Five? Cinq. 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 Sank question quiz. <laughs> okay. Uh, are you ready to begin? I'm ready. Okay. And here's the first sentence. Uh, please translate. Okay. Je suis dans un maillet sans amour et mon mari passe tout son temps à travail. Je soupçonnais qu'il a une liaison. Okay. Do you want me to translate that? Oui. Uh, I'm in a marriage, uh, I'm in a loveless marriage, and uh, my uh, husband passes all his time without me, I can't remember, and I am, uh, I'm looking for uh, uh, a liaison of some kind. Ah, a very close (laughs) garçon. Yeah. (laughs) But incorrect. Okay, and what is it? I am in a loveless marriage, and my husband spends all his time at work, and I suspect he's having an affair. Oh, Question I suspect two. he's having an affair. Okay, yes. This is conversational French. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. These are these are phrases you will want to know. And, yeah, and it's definitely something that Mrs. Colborn had to learn. Ma fille de... Did you use Google Translate? <laughs> Ma fille de onze ans uh-huh. souffre de depression. Okay. Et passe tout, tout, tout. Yeah. La jeune dans le jardin. Okay. Yeah. My 11 year old daughter suffers from depression and spends the whole day in the garden. <laughs> Ooh, très bien, garçon. And that's Tiffany. And did you describe the Tiffany plot in here while I was doing jumping jacks? No. Okay. And that's très bien, garçon. And this is conversational French, and this is stuff you're going to want to know. Next question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Je conduis. Mais un fond si fort qu'ils travaillent pour gagner mon approbation à grandes phrases pour leur bonheur personnel. Um, very difficult to parse your uh, my accent is very thick pronunciation. No? Oh, yeah, okay. Is that it's like uh, it's like from the south of France? Oh, we. Okay, so it's something like I've pushed my kids so hard that they they they're constantly trying to win my affection. Uh, e, uh, how do you say yes and? We oui, eh. We oui, eh. And what? What was the last part? 
a grands phrase pour leur bonheur personnel. A grands phrase? F-R-A-I-S. Fresh? That's something fresh for their personal happiness. At great expense to their ah, personal okay. happiness, Gaston. At great expense. Incorrect. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, quatre. Quatre. Okay. Je suis tellement désespéré. Oh, God. I hope we don't have any French listeners. De affection que j'ai détourné les ambitions de ma fille. Je suis tellement... Something? Desespere. Um, I'm desperate to win the affections of my daughter. Uh, we are. Oh, ah, uh, uh-huh. Yes, and? And I have something, the ambition. I am so desperate for affection that I have hijacked my daughter's the, the ambitions. ambitions. of my daughter. That's right. Okay, that makes we sense. We guess yes. on. Yeah, and that's a failure, I think, on my part. Yes. Oh, correct. And not on yours, because your pronunciation was perfect. Um, Finalement. Finalement. Oui. <laughs> Même le jour de la mer, mon attitude dominatrice mm -hmm. chase to six que jamais. Okay, I don't know. Uh, so even on Mother's Day, my dominating attitude, something, something, something. Chasse to uh, hunt all those. Who I it destroys all those who I love. We Trey Biongas. I think you're ready for France, my student. <laughs> okay, I just like I think Mrs. You got Kilbert. Two out of five, correct? Okay. And that's good enough. And that's conversational friends. That's all you'll need to know. That's all to you need to know. Make it over in Paris. And she did. She seemed relieved and happy when she came back. So I think it, it worked for her. We oui, Gasson. And I don't know when French President François Mitterrand passed, but he is no longer with us. So we can assume that her mission was successful. François Mitterrand. Uh, he left this world in January of 1996. There you go. Rest in peace. I was trying to look up how to say peace in French. Pay. You speak a lot more French than I ever thought you did. Like, yeah. you speak it pretty well. You understood my bad French. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very good at French, much like the Kilborns. Um, they are assassins. Shannon was going to use her dream machine to do the assassination. Yep. 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 Did you catch that passage? No, but it sounded right. The sound of my father's car backing out of the garage is what woke me. I rolled over and squinted at the dial of my dream machine. Wow, I'd have to remember this if I ever considered being a lawyer. Getting up at that hour is for early birds and worms. Okay. So that's how she was... It's much like the... Um, I pee freely. Yeah, it's much because... like dreamscape. It's a dream machine, and they're at a French a Paris cafe, yeah. and Ellen Page is there, and she imagines Paris folding in on itself. Oh, and, and it's Inception. Leo DiCaprio's like, no, you can't do that. Right. It freaks everyone in the dream out. Right. And and that's how she was going to do it. And that's why yeah. they had to send her mom instead of her, because it, she got reckless, didn't she? Mm -hmm. She got reckless. And what movie did you say it was? 
Uh, I was going to say Dreamscape, a, a more like kind of a more relatable yeah. film that everyone's seen, that everybody loves. It's a, a film from. I remember I when there was so much buzz about Dreamscape, the, the 80s, and it's got um, yeah. handsome what's his name in it from Inner Space, and uh, and then a boy, and then someone turns into a snake monster. Yeah. And we've definitely talked about it on the show. Before. A lot of buzz around that movie, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of buzz about Everyone Dreamscape. was talking about it. Everyone was saying their theory at yeah. the end. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? But you went for a more obscure poll because you went to film school, and it's called Aception, and it's a French French film about Le- someone bank. called it's a left bank Le- film. Leonardo DiCaprio doing assassinations in the dreams, and that is does is what happens in this book. It's about dream assassination, and Nola was there first, as with so many things. Nola you know who was the first. original dream assassin? Shannon Gilborn. Freddy Krueger. And Freddy Krueger did it first, <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> yep, and that's true too. This is a trope. This is a yep. this is something that has is coming up in popular <laughs> media, yeah, over and over again. Yes. May I read you another passage, Tanner? Yes. This is about Maria, and it really does run in the family, and it really does affect everybody. At what, what are they called? The uh, sisters of the uh, daughters of the scythe. Yeah, school for daughters of the scythe. Yeah. Big day at school. Asked my mother. I gulped down my orange juice and said, "Well." Uh, Tiffany didn't say anything. Dad didn't say anything either because he had already left for his office. Maria said, we've got a killer practice this afternoon. Mm, mm-hmm. So Maria's already in sort of the junior program. She's already been indoctrinated, yeah, in the junior program. Right. Um, I got a few notes, but I'm what I'm wondering is, Jack, yeah. should we take a break? Uh, yes, I do think we should take a break, but I would like to put a final pin in this plot and point out something that Nola did that ties together the assassination plot and the daughter desperately trying not to become her mother, but ultimately becoming her plot, which is kind of on the surface of this. Okay. Okay, Christy told her team as it gathered around her on the bench. You were down, but you fought back. Keep up the good work. Matt, who is deaf, had been watching Christy's lips closely. Now he laughed and signed slowly so that Christy could understand. She burst out laughing, and some of the other kids who could read sign language started laughing, too. Christy told the other kids what Matt had said. These moms are killers. Oh, gosh. And you try so hard yep. to not visit it on your kids. Yeah. what your mother was. And to, to, to pass down your dark legacy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, exactly. She doesn't want it. That's why she's so unhappy. That's why her daughter Tiffany is in a deep depression in the garden. She won't even speak. This is a novel about how we become the thing we hate and then we die. And there's no avoiding it. When I was reading it, actually. It did. (laughs) It did feel like that. That is the emotion I was feeling as I was reading through the second of two softball chapters. As we were were texting back and forth about this one, I was like, does it ever end? I hate this and I want to die. Um, that's a Nirvana song, and what we're going to do is take a quick break. Okay. All right. Goodbye. Bye. And now, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Um, a dilly dilly, my lord. (laughs) Oh, hey, it's Evil Jack here. I was just workshopping some of the most evil ways to start an ad spot. 
Evil Tanner couldn't make it today because he's busy trying to break his previous record for how many people he can tell that they should smile more in a 24-hour period. I just wanted to give you an update on our uh, evil company, BetterHelp, uh, where we help evil betters to um, make small, lucrative bets on extremely wicked outcomes. Uh, Like, for instance, I bet that I can accidentally put my own bag on the weighing area of your self-checkout at the grocery store so you have to call someone over to make the machine work again. Well, basically, since you asked, it's going uh, pretty badly um, because apparently the name of our company sounds too much like the name of our sponsor, BetterHelp. See, it's pronounced completely differently. They're online therapy that will uh, pair you with a licensed therapist in no time at all. Um, And in addition to not even really sounding the same as our evil company, BetterHelp is easy to use, it's entirely online, and they are super flexible, so it's no problem to fit them into your own schedule, which is completely the opposite of how we do it. Anyway, everyone's saying that we shouldn't use the name, which causes me grief, anxiety, self-esteem, and LGBT matters. And to make matters worse, um, I can't even get therapy for this stuff because I don't believe that men need therapy because I'm evil. If you're ready uh, to give online therapy a try, though, all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bedfellows today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Bedfellows. Tanner, we have been talking a lot today about the real star of Shannon's story. Shannon. Mrs. Kilborn. Okay. I went to France to kill the president, so Shannon didn't have to. She took her place, and while she was there, we assume had a, a torrid affair with a Frenchman because her husband doesn't love her and plays golf on Mother's Day. Which Frenchman? Oh, I don't, it doesn't say. Okay. Maybe someone from La Jeté. 1962 Left Bank director. You know what movie I like is Playtime by Jacques Tati. Is that cool to say? Uh, sounds cool to say. It okay. actually, I don't know what you're talking about, but it did sound cool to say. Okay. <laughs> Chris Marker. Okay. Chris Marker, the famous Frenchman. Chris Marker. <laughs> that sounds like it may not be a French movie. It maybe just has a French name <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> um but here's my question about mrs kilborn tanner why did nola choose not to give her a name maybe it's an sds thing that's what i was thinking when you're a daughter of the scythe yeah you're stripped of your name at some point you get stripped of your name shannon isn't old enough when she turns 14 and maybe that's what misses no name the one with no name the one who was born to kill the last thing you see. They take your name and they give you a new Daughter of the Scythe name. Right. And no and one can know it. Mrs. Kilborn was the one who was born to kill. If you learn it, you die. It's the last thing that François Mitterrand heard before he took three years to, to then die. And that was her That was her thing, though. Yeah, yeah, that was her thing. Oh, God, it's awesome. Shot him with like a little like uranium dart. <laughs> yeah. And it embedded it in skin. It's very right? slow acting. Let me see how he passed. This is a real man we're talking about who passed not that long ago. 30 years ago almost. Let me see how he died. Great. And this is always a fun angle. <laughs> what if it's 
sad. It's probably going to be sad. It's probably going to be sad. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be sad. And who brought this up? <laughs> oh, he had a lot of controversies. Yeah. Prostate Controversial cancer. So. Okay. And that's what she gave him. Yeah. And isn't that fun? Not really. No, and it's not. But it, that is what they said happened. But what happened was that she with no name, the one with no name, the nameless one, the daughter of the scythe, did it. And she did it to protect her daughter, Shannon. She didn't want her daughter, Shannon, to follow in her footsteps. But, and this is maybe reason number two that Nola chose not to give Mrs. Kilborn a name. It didn't work because Shannon will become nameless as well. Mm-hmm. Names do not matter in this book. And the other reason I think possibly is that Nola is just trying to manifest the erasure that Mrs. Kilborn receives as a homemaker. Yeah. Okay. And being thought of as a non-entity, making her a non-person by the people around her, despite the incredibly valuable work that she does raising a family. And well, why incredibly I'm- amazing work that she did raising a family. Right. It's done. It's done. And it's and done. That's the point of the book. And that is the point of the book. And she's got is nothing. She has raised her family and everyone is gone. And, and there's no way for her to make meaning unless she gets a job. And that's how it ends. Yep. She's going to get a job. <laughs> she's going to get a, a job. She's going to be a cog in the machine. Just like her husband who has fallen out of love with her. Yes. Well, he's fallen in love. With work. work. Yeah. And golf. Yeah. So I think let's be optimists here. He is a difficult man in this book, isn't he? <laughs> He's really bad. The whole Kilborn family is like, I think this is one of the reasons this book was so like frustrating and depressing. Yeah. It's like yeah. every Kilborn sucks. They like, suck in different ways. Tiffany is like. She's just like retreated into herself. Yeah, and they don't ever explore it. They're just like. Tiffany is super sad and she spends all day in the garden. That's all she talks about. She's created like a garden inside her mind, which is the only place she can be happy. And I was like, oh, we're definitely going to dig into this. Yeah. <laughs> and we just don't. No, it's like the beep, the deep B plot is that Christy is having like a like a Mother's Day gift-a-thon. And Tiffany like brings some like azaleas. And she's just like, I made these in my garden. I am nine years old. I spent all day in my garden. Why do I have a garden? Because I don't have any love outside of these flowers. Then that's how she comes into the book. And that's how she leaves the book. Yeah. A sad gardener. My best, a sad gardener sounds like a um, John le Carre novel, and that does bring us back to spies and assassins, doesn't it? <laughs> a sad gardener. Um, and my, my best way of describing for the baby baby is how shitty and bad Shannon's dad is in this novel is via a segment that we do that is called And am I allowed to do it? No, you're not, because it's got it. Bear of the week! And it's yeah. Baron because Baron is Scottish for baby, and it's but it's actually a burn of the week. And remember that we're the same guys with baby guys, and there's a baby theme, even though these are the reader's requests and not the portrait mm-hmm. collection, which have actual babies in them. And there's not mm-hmm. a lot of sitting in this one either, is there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do try to collect burns, and Nola didn't put any. Some in this sitting book. around the softball game, I guess. Yeah, maybe there are probably some babies at this at the two chapters softball game. I would love yeah. if we ever get Nola on the podcast. That's all I want to talk about. Did you watch BSG? The big friendly giant, BSG, the big strange giant, Battlestar. Battlestar. Yeah, got it. Yeah, no, yes, I watched first season. 
Do you remember the one episode? I don't know if it was in the first season. I don't think it was. That was just a softball game. No, I don't remember that. There was a whole episode of BSG where it was like the bottle episode where yeah. like they're all playing softball. And it's yeah. like, what? Why? I bet there's a West Wing that's that too. <laughs> you know, it's like literally the whole thing is a softball game, but we also like learn how a bill is made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm going to rewatch West Wing. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, and BSG. But we are talking about our burn of the week, and there aren't any burns in this book except the kind of sad one that comes from Shannon's dad, and it's a good way for us to kind of delve into the kind of guy he is, and I'd like to read it to you. Okay. This is on M-Day, Mitterrand Day, the assassination of the French president day. The, well, the beginning. Of the the beginning of the assassination. The, of the long assassination of the French president that also coincides with Mother's Day Yep. in America. Dad showed up holding a big, gorgeously wrapped box. Oh, so he plays golf. Yeah, uh, and he doesn't even play golf for any good reason. No, he's just he doesn't like play a... golf because he has like a client meeting. His literal excuse is like, "Man, too nice of a day out there to not play golf." Dad showed up holding a big, gorgeously wrapped box. I'm sorry, sweetheart. He told mom, "It was just such a perfect day for golf." But I didn't forget Mother's Day. My mother's face was all smiles. "You didn't," she said, "and you're going to take us out to lunch to celebrate too." It's a deal, said my dad. Go on, open it. Smiling, mom pulled the card out from under the paper and opened it. It was as if someone had reached over and wiped the smile off her face. She looked up at my father and said, Happy birthday? My father's face turned bright red. Mom threw the card in the air. What is this? An emergency gift you keep in your office in case you forget some occasion? Or someone gives you a gift and you don't have one for them? Dad's face turned even redder, and I knew it was true. My mom went on. You could have at least gotten the card right. Thanks a lot. And the burn of the week, I guess, is maybe on Shannon's dad by his secretary, who, like, fucking handed him this emergency gift and (laughs) (laughs) ruined the surprise. (laughs) And that's why she has an affair in France. Yeah. Um, They do kind of make it up at the end. The dad gets, like, some... This is, I think Nola is channeling something, some deep resentment that I think is probably worthily expressed in this novel, whereby even the redemption where like they're kind of a family again and the dad remembers to show up at the airport to greet Mrs. Kilborn after she returns from France. Right. Even then he like greets her with the flowers, but it's like he like leaves Shannon and Maria and Tiffany alone in the like waiting area for 10 minutes just as the plane is landing and comes back with some like wilted roses from the fucking like concession stand. And that, and like Mrs. Kilborn and I do say Mrs. because she doesn't have a name and she has no name and she's a daughter of the scythe. And they take your name, but they give you so much. Right. They give you an identity. They give you meaning. They give you purpose. Well, they, they give, give you the, the gift of life. death. They take your name so that you can take lives. Yes, and that's what's important. That's what the message of the book is. But it, but she's like psyched about it, and it just shows how starved. lacking, it, how starved she is for love from this fucking yeah. asshole. <laughs> from anyone, <laughs> Every, even all of the smallest gestures from any of her family in this book is met with like overwhelming enthusiasm from yeah. she who has no name. She who has no name and it's dark and it's depressing and she's the hero of this book and we all respect and love Mrs. Kilborn. Am I burn, Jack? Oh yeah, and what's your burn? I'm glad you asked. Yeah. I don't really have one. Okay. Here's the here's the closest thing I captured to a burn. Yeah. The first day of school each year is always exciting. 
and the last day is always sad, at least for me. Not that I don't look forward to summer, because I do, but I like school, too. The last day of school is pretty cool, too, at SDS, the school for the daughters of the side. We don't have to wear our uniforms, for one thing, so we wear our scruffiest jeans and brightest, loudest colors and lace bells into our sneakers and all kinds of silly stuff. The teachers get into the spirit, too. Our principal always shows up in a really outrageous hat. This year it was a pickle hat. I should mention very quickly. <laughs> yeah, it's important for coverage. This year, our math teacher had on a T-shirt that said, two plus two equals what? <laughs> With four question marks. Four question marks. And I guess the bird is on me. Because <laughs> you're too dumb to get it. Because I don't get it. It's like a, ca- a calculus joke. Because it's an irrational number. Imaginary four? number. Four is? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Four I, is an imaginary number? I captured this as well. <laughs> I didn't know what subheading to put in my notes. I just wrote, is this cool? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, like, I must be so dumb because I just, I just do not even understand, like, the context for this joke. Two plus two equals what? Yeah, What? What does two that plus mean? two equals what? Oh, you know what it is? I'm realizing what? it's a reference to uh, 1984. Oh, miss! It's like disinformation or whatever. Yeah, because in 1984, uh, spoilers for 1984, the way that they like break the main character in the torture scene, he's like the one thing that I know is that two plus two equals four, and they like persuade him to doubt that, and that's how okay. they break it. It's like Picard when Picard is like, there are three lights. You know what I'm talking about? It's Star Trek Next Generation. There are three lights. Same thing. Same concept. Okay. There is a apparently a, a fun sort of logic problem Okay. that I don't quite understand called – it's a puzzle. Should I Google this? And here it goes. Two okay. plus two equals fish. Three plus three equals eight. Okay. Seven plus seven equals triangle. Okay. And that's a puzzle. And what does that mean? Okay. Well, we know that fish are a big part of these books. The well, portrait usually series, they are, yeah. Portrait series and the um, Reader's Request, which Anne kind of thinks of together as a package because it's easier to, to not have to do new segments for when there's just three books. Uh, the, the girls are fish. They're all different kinds of seafood. And maybe that's probably what... Two plus two equals what? And that's just, it's a funny nod to that. Two plus two equals what? And it's fish. Oh, I get it. Okay, what is it? Mm. Hey, you're looking very smug right now, but that doesn't translate <laughs> over audio. Okay, and it does with the left. And what is it? Oh, let me show you, Jack. Okay. You're going to feel like such a fool. Okay, great. Okay, Tanner is sharing his screen, and I'm, I'm looking at his screen now over the Zoom software, and he is drawing with a pencil. Wow. <laughs> okay, he's drawn uh, the number two. He's drawn an, uh, the number three underneath it. And then he has drawn a seven, it looks like. You ready? Look at this. Okay, he's written two, three, and seven. And then he's drawn a line through all of them. And <gasps> and if you draw a backwards two on the first two, it looks like a fish. And if you draw backwards three on the first three, it looks like an eight. If you cut two, three, and seven down the middle, okay, and, and then you do, mirror it, yeah, you got a fish, and you got eight, an eight, and, and a you triangle. got a triangle. And I think that was actually the answer to Stacy McGill math whiz. 
wasn't numerology, and it's numerology, and that's what the joke is, and it's numerology, and it was calculus. This is a cool thing. I didn't know I could do this. Yeah, how did you figure that out immediately? That never works. Okay, he's writing something. It's an F, a U, and a C, and then a K. Oh, can I tell you a story? And he's written "fuck you," and that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you a story? Yeah. Can you stop drawing on the screen? And then it says "you eat." He's writing "you," and then he's written the le- the letter "u," and then he's written "eat," and then he's writing, and he's written "farts," and and that's a thing that I'm reading now on my own computer on my birthday. It's my birthday. <laughs> oh, my it's Jack's birthday. My birthday today. I, I haven't mentioned to, it before. But, to mention that. But yeah. I, but somehow something about Tanner writing "fuck you," you eat farts really slowly on a computer screen while I watched it made me remember that it's my birthday. <laughs> it is your birthday. And happy birthday, Jack! And thank you. And can I tell everyone, you, everyone? Please wish Jack a happy birthday. But it'll be weeks. From Jack now. sent me. Um, I would say eight panic text messages earlier this week. That's like, oh, Thursday, our normal record night is my birthday. Can we record any other night? And I was busy, like, caring for my son or something. <laughs> and then he sent another one. was like, Wednesday night. And then he said another one. He's like, no, Friday night. And he's like, no, never mind. Yeah. And here we are recording on his birthday. On my birthday. And then and what your birthday message to me is, what is it again? It's fuck you, you Fuck you, you eat Thank you for that. And, and thank you for that. And may I tell you a brief story? Yep. <laughs> the other night, <laughs> I was changing Cyril for bedtime, and he was in a in a in a f- good mood. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I don't even know how it came up, but he just goes, "Fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> and then starts laughing his ass off and I tried not to laugh but I couldn't stop and then he looks me in the eyes and he goes that's for grown ups who's <laughs> teaching him this I don't know probably me is it his uncle Matt I don't know um, but this has been Dad Talk Dad Talk yeah um, I feel like Uncle PJ or Uncle Matt might be responsible for that. <laughs> it's probably me I'd say it all the time uh, but but it's like somebody like covered up their error by being like that's for grownups and he like <laughs> he took the wrong message or the right message but anyway he knew that it was fucking hilarious and that's there was, for us grownups yeah um, that's for us grownups and um, their girls are fish Tanner it does seem like and here's the thing yeah Nola tried to hit this really hard because she's like Jean Jeannie you did such a good job with the girls are fish stuff yeah. Let me help, and mm. let me help fill in some of the blanks. Right. Because you got a lot of the girls, but I think you missed um, Claudia, and you missed Marianne, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll go back, and I'll do Recon. Claudia. That's what they say. They I'll say retcon. retcon. Yeah. And I'll do Claudia, and while I'm here, I'll do Shannon, too. Right. But as we know, this book is bad, and Nola did a bad job of it. Sorry, Nola. We love, she, we love you. We do love you. And, and we love your books. Your books. Are usually really great, but yep. this one was a stinker. <laughs> and... She was like, "Oh shit! What are what are what's seafood? What is fish and seafood?" <laughs> uh huh. And she didn't do a very good job. And here's the first one where okay. she's like, "I see Eugene. I see what you're doing, Jeannie. Let me do. Let me have a run at it. With yeah. Shannon first, my character. Right. When I awoke again, it was past ten. The house was quiet, but it was a different kind of quiet, an empty quiet. I can be a morning person when I have to be." But when I don't have to be, I am a basic slug. Oh, yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. And, and what I is think that? Which, I think that's Nola being like, yeah, you know, like like a, uh, a sea thing. She's like a creature that lives in the uh, sea. Like a sea slug. Like a slug. 
Okay. And all of us are just like, and Gene and us are just Jeannie. like, well, like, yeah, I guess okay. there are, there are sea slugs, right? Is that what you mean? And Noel's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that is where the expression basic bee comes from. Like a bee? Like a bee, like a bee word. Like don't trust the bee in apartment 23. <laughs> basic bee. And it comes from uh-huh. this book where Nola desperately tried to make one of the girls into a sea slug. She does try to rectify her mistake a little bit later with this passage when Maria is also ignoring her mother with extracurricular activities. How'd it go, I called. Maria's team won, said my mother's voice, and a moment later she appeared in the kitchen door. Another victory for SDS junior swim team, I said. Where's Maria? I want to hear a splash by splash. And what Nola is doing is the actual the actual terminology is play by play. Okay. And splash by splash is something that fish would say or sea creatures, isn't it? And they would say splash by splash. I guess. You know the term play by play, right? I mean, I guess. And the splash by splash would be the sea creature and version. Once again, of that. I feel like you and I are sitting here and and Gene is sitting here being like Genie. Okay. I guess it's not bad nola yeah right but like it's not quite it's not there it's not getting us where we need to go it's not quite what gene was doing in the last few Jeannie. books yeah um and then so she does take one more run at it um and you tell me if she hit the mark you and gene tell me if she hit the mark Jeannie. we have to keep our strength up said claudia she had come prepared and since we appreciate the motto life is uncertain eat dessert first we were eating out of a bag of gummy worms We always fix our mom breakfast in bed, said Mallory, for Mother's Day, I mean. Then the idea of all the Pike kids in the kitchen at once cooking breakfast for just one person was an awesome one. I had a vision of them passing pancakes down a line like firefighters in one of those old movies. What about a Saturday make-your-own-Mother's-Day gift-a-thon, suggested Jesse. That'd be a lot of fun, Claudia said, somewhat gummy-wormedly. And is that a kind of sticky slug? And again, I think it was just Nola being like... Uh, okay, you didn't like this. You didn't like the basic slug thing. You didn't like the yeah. splash, 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 splash. Um, what if Claudia is a like a like a wor- like a gummy like a worm? Right. And it's it's like the brilliant phrase that everybody is saying now that uh, that Jeannie came up with. That is, uh, she, Dawn's mother spoke to her in a clam tone. Clammy, clam and it's tone. like trying to play off of that, but it's not working. Right, it's not working. Yeah, no, that's I think sucks. Nola just tried so hard to make this happen. Well, have you and I been missing the obvious thing that's been staring us all in the face, and maybe Nola was was making a point about this? Okay. You know what's a kind of fish, Tanner? Pike. Tuna. Pike. What'd you say? Pike. Northern pike. A pike is a kind of fish, and it, the pikes are already fish, and that's what she's saying. She's saying, why do I need to do anything? Why do I even need to try when I've got a whole family of them? And it's the pikes. And the pike is a kind of a fish, isn't it? Wow, it yeah. is. Yeah, and now don't we look like idiots? And now is the book interesting. And I, I'm actually from a state where northern pikes are pretty yeah. prevalent. Yeah. They sell them on sticks there. Yeah. On pikes. Yes, on pikes. Pike on a pike. Pike on a pike. Yep. And that's sad for me as a vegan, but it's interesting. It's good wordplay. That's good wordplay. Uh, Nola. F minus on this one. F minus on this one, although you did get us with the pike thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, can I briefly uh, tell you something that made me hashtag swoon? Ooh, yes, please. And I did hashtag swoon, and it's a hashtag that all the kids are using, and it's a, it's a very special hashtag for when you swoon. And this time it's a lady. Okay. <laughs> 
normally for some reason when we talk about what made us hashtag swoon, it's the dudes. Uh-huh. But I had hashtag swoon this week, and it was also- It's because it's 2020, Jack. And it's 2020, and you can swoon whatever. We're modern men. Yes. But it's also my baller of the week. Baller of the week. Okay. And let me read you this passage, and it's from the baseball chapters. Two chapters. Two chapters. And it's not like two chapters where she's describing uh, an exciting baseball game. No. It's two chapters where she's literally doing, like, play-by-play. She's like- Mrs. Papadakis hit a grounder yeah, and made it to first. But here's a passage that did jump out at me, and it's this. And then Mrs. Barrett came up. She looked down the third baseline. She looked down the first baseline. Then she actually pointed her bat down the first baseline as if to say, that's where it's going. Was she bluffing? A sudden hush fell over the crowd. Strike one. The bat stayed on Mrs. Barrett's shoulder. The next pitch was a ball. The next pitch was a strike. This is the kind of shit that we dealt with, by the way. Listen yeah. to these chapters. Two chapters. That wasn't Jack. That What you just heard was not Jack flubbing. Yeah. That's that it. was literally him <laughs> yeah. reading. The next pitch was a ball. The next pitch was a strike. The next pitch was a strike called Nanny. And the next pitch was a screaming line drive down the first baseline. Mrs. Barrett drove in two easy runs, and she ran all the way home with both of her legs. That's part of it for me. I added it. Okay. But she did. And they go all the way down, don't they? <laughs> and it's Mrs. Barrett, just beautiful. And here I was, <laughs> yeah, on the sidelines in yeah. the bleachers, yeah. watching those legs. <laughs> yeah. And you got home, and you're like, "Oh, I watched a great legs ball game." Oh, oh shit! <laughs> uh, baseball game, honey. Uh, Hello, I honey. <laughs> I... <laughs> I enjoyed the uh, base legs. Fuck. <laughs> I'm going to go take a shower. (laughs) (laughs) I got a lot on my leg. Uh, I got a lot on my mind. Nine whole leggings. Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) And Mrs. (laughs) Barrett. Barrett does have... Legs, and they do go all the way up and down legs, and all and over the place. they do go all the way up, and they do go all the way down, and that is something that is established within the canon of the <laughs> yeah. and so, and books. That's why I swooned. Yes, and that is appropriate. And even though it does feel sort of gross, it is appropriate. <laughs> it's fine, and we're fine with that. And it's fine, and we love this one, and I do think it's time for us to go, because it's my birthday, and I've got friends coming over for dinner. And Are they probably, here? Are they there? I think so. I would expect that that's Bring the case. <laughs> Bring them in and have them all wish you a happy birthday. <laughs> now. Do it now. I don't, I don't know that they've arrived you Pop yet. your head out and say, is anyone here yet? Okay, I'll check. Is anyone here yet? Just you. Here's what I can report. Nobody yeah. has arrived. 
Um, but everybody wrote a nice card. They did write a nice card that said, uh, fuck you, you smell like farts. You eat farts. You eat farts. It says, yeah. fuck you, you eat farts. And that, you don't that, smell like them. No, and I do, but I, you know, when you- You'd expect someone who eats as many farts as you do to yeah. smell like them. Yeah. But I think- you get them all in, you know? Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's nice. And that's the nicest thing anyone said to me. But I would like to leave because it is my birthday and I would Great. like to leave and go. Yeah. And what I'd like to say to you, Tanner, is to thank you for bearing with me. Yeah. And I would no like problem. to tell the baby babies. Uh, 41 years I've been bearing with you. Yeah. <laughs> 41 long years. We are and- well out of the territory where I can describe this podcast to people as... Oh, just me and another 30-something. Okay. All right. And that's not fun for me. <laughs> it's just me and a gu- another guy around my age. How it's about that? me and that? an older guy. It's me and an older guy. Uh, me and this older man talk about the babysitter's <laughs> club books. <laughs> that sounds gross. <laughs> Um, t- uh, thank you everybody we do love you and we do kiss you and um, we do encourage you to uh, go to our Patreon and subscribe it's the only way that I can support my child and it's my birthday and, and he's only- having a rough day too yeah. people and- he needs all the support he can get um, and <laughs> uh, it's only $5 a month and we sing the descriptions mm. And it's patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. Please also do buy our merch. It's bit.ly slash BSCC merch. We have lots of t-shirts. We have stickers now. We have a tote. There's everything you could possibly want, and it's all very good and nice. And please do join the Facebook group. It's Baby Nation. We are welcoming new members to our ranks. And as our ranks swell, the group becomes even more welcoming and inclusive and loving and fun. And it really is a nice place. And you should go there and be there. Um, that's it. Rate and review us on iTunes. I Buy would... merch. Bit.ly says BSEC merch. Did you already say that? And I did already say that. Great. And I would like to tell you this. watching a trailer for a movie. <laughs> Perfect. And that's great. And thank you for paying attention to me on my Birthday! Under, are we seeing underwater? Because it looks good. Underwater? Is that yeah. about the, the, the fish man who kills a cat? Because I didn't like that one. Nope. Okay. It looks like Alien, but it's in a submarine. Oh, yeah. I'll watch that. I'll watch that. I'll watch that. Um, this week, we read a novel that was called Shannon's Story. And mm. next week, we are going to pretend that we're ending the show and probably lose a lot of listeners because they think it's over. And, um, and then we'll hastily throw something together, I think. We should have done that this week. And so next week there is no show, and we are going to go into a field yeah. and die. And the birds are going to get us. carry us into heaven. And that's a great time to stop listening to the podcast. And it's a great it's... time to stop listening to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. and we don't know where to go from here, and there's only... There's nothing left, and there are no other books adjacent to the Baby Search Club, and it's over. Yeah, and we should have done that this week. We should yeah, have and we did. Yeah. yeah. So what are we reading next week? Nothing. Uh, and it's birds. Because we'll be in heaven. And it's birds. Yeah. And I would like to tell you that I am Jack Shepard this week. I am, my name is Standard Green Ring this And week. have been. And and, uh, and you have been as well. And I would also like to remind you to round off the corners in your bedroom, down all your dolls, call your senator, and demand your right to bear time. Do not forget to let daddy love you as much as I do. Fight the future. We are handprints in the cement of time. Claudia's wearing a bra now. And the way she talks... You would think that boys had just been invented.
And now my friends have arrived. Okay. Do you want to get them in for an outro? Um, yeah, we'll see if see if anyone wants to come in and say hi. Bye, Tanner. Bye. <laughs> that was a headgum podcast. <laughs>